I'm stuck in the chicken coop. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey, friends. This is Annette. And this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're going to talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Farmily. I hope you are doing wonderful today. We have been gone for a few days and now we're back. We were at the Homemaker Conference. I think a few podcasts back, we chatted about kind of the thoughts surrounding being a homemaker and all those things. Yep. Um, controversial. Although it was a little controversial, not necessarily in a bad way, but I actually got a, a lot of good feedback on it. But this was the actual weekend. We did the Homemaker Conference and it was also the first weekend that we did something we've never done together as a family. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't think we've ever tried this. Right? So we went to stay there, and we this conference was held at Homestead Hall. That is um, a really beautiful building on Rory Feek's farm, where he hosts a lot of events. This is also the farm where we go to the Homestead Festival for... Um, and they were so nice, or he was so nice to allow us to stay there. I was helping host the weekend, and so it was nice that I was on site. And so the weather was like probably the most amazing, I don't, right? Weather yeah. we've had for, well, not we have had. We're in Georgia. I guess Tennessee has had. And so we slept there the first night, and then the second night, Jared was had this like idea, and I was a little, um, I don't know, hesitant at first, possibly. But then you you say what it was. But I said, let's go cow tipping. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we did. So Rory does have a lot of um, cows out in the pasture that you can see, like right from where we were staying. We were staying in like a kind of like a little apartment loft ab- above. Um, with the deck, so you're out looking over the whole farm, and yeah. we did not go cow Which is beautiful. And I told Ava, I said, Ava, did you know, because we looked at it at night and you could see the cows, the moon was pretty bright, did you know that there's this thing called cow tipping where you're supposed to be able to pushing, push them over? And her eyes looked at me like, she was so confused, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But anyways, we did not go cow tipping on someone else's property. I don't no. think that's allowed. But Jared did come up with a fun kind of adventurous Yeah, no more jokes. Back to the real thing. Okay. Uh, We have a friend at church. She is uh, like 80, maybe? I think she's 80, yeah. Or 81, yeah. Yeah, and she is spunky. I mean, she has more energy than me. She does have more energy than me. I think combined us. And she says to me like a week ago, Jared, guess what I've been doing? Every night, I sleep outside. And the crazy thing is, I just read about this new resort retreat in the middle of the one of the desert places in California, where celebrities are going to pay three thousand plus a night to sleep in these tents oh. or under the stars. Cool, hot new thing. <coughs> so, I said, "Hey, girls, let's sleep outside. Drag the mattress outside onto the deck. We are sleeping outside. It was going to be like a low of sixty. I'm like, Ava was like, perfect. I'm." sleeping outside i was like this is gonna be really fun i promise yeah the craziest thing was she like basically passed out and slept probably the deepest she's slept 
Ever. Ever. She had also played really hard all day, but I, I think we she was like all the noises. I know. So we so we were out there. The weather was like perfection. It was snuggly, perfect. Yay, we're outside, the fresh air. And then there's like rooster. Car. Car, cow. Rooster. 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 Rooster, rooster. <laughs> yeah, a lot of roosters. <laughs> but I did sleep. Okay, I did. I think it was just that, obviously, when you're inside, you hear less noises. And when you're outside, you hear more noises. So, you know, it was it was a little bit challenging in that aspect, for me at least, because I kept hearing noises. But it, the fresh air was fun. Oh, it was great. I mean, we slept. And so then the next day, I don't know, we were talking to people or saying something. We are like, oh, yeah, we slept outside. They're like, What? Rory was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, that's the best idea. He's like, why have I never done this? He's like, it's my place. I've never thought of this. I'm like, well, when we leave, you go pull the mattress outside and you try it. <laughs> Cause it's, yeah. it was fun. It was, it's something different. I don't know, whatever, but no, fresh air is so good for you. And yeah. the recirculated stuff we usually breathe all night, all year long is like not good for you. So one thing we, we do do, do do. Can you say that? Is that proper English? I don't even know. We sleep with our window open. So that is one thing we do where I think we are both so used to having our window open that when we go somewhere like a hotel or anywhere else and we're unable to open a window, I wake up feeling pretty much like death. Yeah, it's like, I'm so congested. (laughs) What's happening? Yeah, it's like I'm congested. My brain, like I just don't feel, and I think it's because we're used to sleeping with the window open and getting some of that fresh air. So Apart from anything else <coughs> that we are going to talk about today, please, if you haven't ever tried it, crack your window open at night. If you have a window in your room near like an inch or two, it doesn't mean you have to like put your window like wide open, but like an inch or two and see, anyways, see how you feel. Just try it. Don't knock it till you try see it. See if first. your dreams come true. <laughs> That's a secret. Great, great, great. But yeah, it was, um, it was a, such a nice weekend. So if you don't know what it is we did, uh, my friend Rebecca who is a teacher there at the school, Hardison Mill School, that's there on the farm. She had asked me to help her co-host a homemakers conference this past weekend. And it was really just a small, um, around 100 people, women, coming together and just spending the weekend together. Uh, And really the whole goal of it was... Well, to build community, which is so important, but also kind of talking about this whole homemaker aspect. I think... um, in now day and age, there's lots of different ways to look at it. There's some possibly negative thoughts towards it where people think like, oh, if you're a homemaker, all you do is like wash clothes and dishes. Like, does that have purpose and meaning? You know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then there's like the side where people are wanting to like stay home and, and do some of those things and maybe not be out in the workforce as much. And anyways, all these things. So kind of just sharing like what, what, why a homemaker, like why it's a good idea, um, kind of God's role for the homemaker, and then, yeah, just to kind of help each other out. So that was kind of the premise, the pre- premise for the weekend, and I think it was really good. I think it went um, better than I thought. You know, you always, well, at least for me, whenever you plan something or you're leading up to something big. You have like nightmares a little bit, like of what could happen or like you're assuming like something's going to go wrong. I don't think anything went wrong. Right? Like no. Seemed like it went well. No, nothing, nothing. I don't know. It all went well. Everyone showed up. Um, there was a lot of people that helped. Um, 
which was really nice as well. But yeah, I don't know. What did you think? You were there for the first date. Well, kind of not really, because there wasn't really a lot of men, but Jared was just kind of for moral support, helping set up on Friday and you yeah, know, doing no, a bunch it, of things. It was good. I, I caught the first talk and it kind of talked about like how has society changed? How's culture changed? Why is this now a strange phenomenon mm-hmm. for a woman to stay home? And often there's pressure from other women in many senses. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing more with your life? And so I found her talk very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I think you know. I think Warren Buffett says the greatest business decision you'll ever make is choosing your spouse. Mm. And so you know, if you think about like how much time you spend at home, the benefits, the health benefits of cooking meals at home rather than always ordering takeout or going mm. out. You know, I wonder if the homemaker term has connotation and baggage. Where if we said. Does your home empire have a CEO? <laughs> right. And you are they sent, respected? And yeah, All these things. You sent me an article that you had read, uh, and it was something. <clears throat> and hopefully maybe you remember exactly, because I don't. But anyways, I'll give you the gist. It was the, like the value of a homemaker, like what they would get paid per year. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I think it was 180 at least something. Yeah. Yeah. So the calculation was basically the role, whoever the homemaker is in the home. There are cases where maybe it's the male that's the homemaker, mm-hmm. but whoever is a homemaker that is in the home that follows the duties of basically maintaining the home, um, you know, buying groceries, cooking, uh, planning, doing, you know, just like there's a lot of different things, emotional support, um, you know, all these different things. And it was like 180,000 a year would be what you should get paid. Mm -hmm. Um, if, you know, if it was like an actual role and I'm like, well, I mean, that's a lot, you know, obviously the argument would be like, oh, well, I don't get paid anything to do all those things, but you are just know that that is such an important thing you're doing. Like it would, it's so valuable. Um, and you might not be receiving value back in like a monetary sense, but the fact that you are just shaping and molding, like the people in your home, that like it's up to you to create like such a great environment. It's a big deal and it's a a good thing, you know? So anyways, there were so many good talks this weekend. I think I haven't even talked to you about this yet because it's been um I haven't been home that long, but I think the biggest takeaway I had for the weekend was one talk that one of the speakers named Becca did and it it honestly hit me so profoundly <coughs> and i was just kind of i don't know it made me think a lot so she had a really long talk on many different things but her main thing she said that she has done with her kids and with her husband that she has felt has made the biggest impact for them and ultimately led to like better relationships with all of them and all these things was when she takes time to pull one of them apart, you know, and one-on-one and she says, you know, Hey, how are you? Is there anything I can do for you today? I have time. And I thought that was so impactful. She said, do I feel like I have time? All the time, she's like, absolutely not. I am busy all the time. She has six kids. Wow. Um, But she said those words, she said that that is something that she felt basically 
healed, not healed, but like just really made a huge difference in her and her husband's life to just be able to say, Hey, like, you know, what do you need from me? I have time for you. And that that just makes the other person feel like, Hey, you know, knowing you're busy, knowing you have all these things for you to like go out of your way to say, you know what? I am here for you. I can, you know, serve you. Just let me know what you need. I have time. I thought that was so impactful because in our day and age, we more and more so don't have time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we could be just filling ourselves, our lives with just constant busy, right? Noise uh, and whatever that may be. And it's like, you know, when you take time to slow down and truly like acknowledge someone and acknowledge those people in your life and let them know, hey, I am here from you for you, that's very impactful. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, like, do I, I don't, you know, with Ava, sometimes I feel like she's with me. We do all these things throughout the day, you know, da, da, da. but it's like, when do I really say to her, like, Hey, let's, let's, what, let's do anything you want. So even like today we were coming back home from something and I've been gone for what, like five days. And in my brain right now, my to-do list is like mega, but anyways, and she was like, can we go to the park? And I was like, Oh my word, like the park really right now. And I was like remembering what Becca said. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's going to be fine. I can go to the park for 30 minutes. And she was so excited. So that's awesome. I felt like, I felt like it helped me just even hearing that this weekend kind of helped me. I don't know, just think about some stuff and reevaluate some things. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was so great. Um, I got to do a few different talks um, and a few other people did different talks. My friend Jill did a talk on um, sourdough, making sourdough and all these things, which I haven't do- dove, del- delve, dove into <clears throat> quite yet. So I think the way she presented it was actually pretty like self-explanatory and we'll see. I was like, I'm going to be texting you all the time. (laughs) You're going to tell me how to do all this. But anyways, but my talk on Sunday, um, I thought I would just share like a couple of the things I touched on. And I think there are things we've touched on on the podcast before, but, um, when I was trying to think of what to say to a group of women that could be like, um, helpful or encouraging, um, it's kind of hard because, I mean, there's like a million different things you could say, right? And so I was trying to really feel like what what can be most useful to everyone or what can be taken most to heart. So um, the first thing I thought was to say that I think it's important for everyone to have like a personal devotional time or like a personal alone time, um, like for like 15 minutes a day, which doesn't sound like a lot, Um but I think there's a lot of studies that show out there that 15 minutes a day can do a lot. And so that was my first encouragement to find time. Um, I think if you're a Christian, I think it's important for that time to be like in prayer or reading something um, that's uplifting. And um, I don't know, in the morning, in that evening, in the middle of the day, whenever you can get it in, uh, my friend sent me something one time and I thought it was really cool. And it said that, you know, a lot of times women feel like they're so busy and that there's not a lot of time to kind of find that personal devotional time. And she sent me this thing where 
this woman had been reflecting on that and she was like, wow, I mean, I don't have time during the day. And, you know, I feel like man always has more time because, you know, women are more with the kids or whatever. And it said, you know, in the Bible that for, for God to speak to man, he had to do like a big thing. So for example, like take him out into the wilderness or like Moses had to go up a mountain to talk to God. And like all these big like gestures were there basically solo one-on-one. And it said, but there's lots of examples in the Bible where, you know, Jesus kind of met women where they were. And I thought that was so cool. Like mm-hmm. at the well, like the woman at the well, um, he met her there. Right. And then um, like Mary and Martha, he came to their house to talk to them. It's like Peter's like mom was sick. He came to her house to heal her. Like all these things where you don't have to maybe sometimes do something like extravagant or go into like whatever, go hide somewhere to actually have like God can meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was, I don't know, such a unique thought that I don't know, maybe I hadn't thought of. That's cool. Um, yeah. So anyways, that was my point number one. And then number two that I thought was important was that, you know, in life you can't, <coughs> don't get so caught up in, if you're a homemaker in like your home being perfect, right. Or, keeping everything like the kitchen always has to be spotless or like all these things. Cleanliness and order are are wonderful. They do make you feel more like centered and not like absolute chaos, but sometimes there's going to be chaos, but don't let the perfection of everything get in the way of you actually ministering to those that are in your home, like your kids, your husband, your family, or to keep you from reaching others like from having like a big like sphere of influence of others that can come into your home. Hmm. So, um, it, one I think thing, it's a big deal for a lot of women. Like, I don't know how yeah. many people invite people to their homes because of that reason. Right. Cause you want it to be perfect and it never is. So it's like, well, your idea of perfection is right. Fake. Because I think at some point, I think you got to tell somebody at some point, like we actually live here. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like their house isn't like, you know, it's it's not like magazine worthy. Like we we actually do live here. So, I mean, at any given moment, like I think our kitchen is clean at nighttime, which is wonderful. Jared is actually really nice about helping. You know, if I'm putting Ava to the bed, he'll finish like cleaning the kitchen or vice versa. And I do think I will say little quick tip: if it is 100 percent better every time, if you finish the kitchen the night before and you wake up and it's like the dishes are done and you're not waking up to like a dirty sink and all that. I think it just like down spirals you for the rest of the day. But anyways, it's like, um, there was something that basically said your self-worth is not tied to the cleanliness of your home and like know that, (laughs) you know what I mean? So like if you're, you know, so don't let, you know, make sure you're focusing on those in your home. That's your most important thing. Make sure you're focusing on, you know, building community, hospitality, like, you know, inviting people in your home. You know, my thought was like, when was the last time you had someone over for dinner that like didn't look like you, didn't believe like you, you could say didn't vote like you. I feel like we're so, you know, all over the place on that nowadays. And it's like, you know, what, like Jesus mingled, even like the woman at the well, like he crossed all sorts of like um, societal norms, talking to a woman, first of all, talking to someone that was from like a different kind. She wasn't Jewish. She was Samaritan, all these things. So it's like, you know what, if you really truly want to like love people and do things like you got to go a little out of your way. Mm So anyways, so that was number two. And then the last one was the thought where I've talked on this before, but the whole community over competition 
and how I feel like for women, it's really important. Like, Hey, um, like it's so easy to compare. Um, you know, my Instagram shows this and, and I've said it before. A lot of times I'm guilty of making things look beautiful and trying to like make things look like easy and whatnot. But hopefully I feel like I'm pretty honest with when we have things go wrong. Um, I'm pretty honest behind the scenes and showing like when things are a mess and things aren't perfect. Um, and what you see on like social media is such a small part of someone's life and day. You see like two minutes total compared to 24 hours. So never compare yourself to someone else and you never know like what someone's going through. And so even you, even oneself, you know, can go through a lot of different things. Um, so yeah, so just don't compare yourself. Don't, um, and, and try to just support each other, encourage each other. Um, those are good. So yeah, those are my three things I, like I talked on and I think, um, yeah, I think it's important. Um, so yeah, anyways, if you're listening, hopefully any of those thoughts were maybe helpful. Um, I, I'm, I'll probably touch on some more of those things in the few weeks and months to come, like that I kind of discussed with people over the weekend and, and learned because I feel like it is important to share and kind of learn together. Uh, sometimes you can feel, I think a little bit isolated and lonely and your role and thinking you're like the only person and the, you know, all these things. So anyways, community is important and encouragement is important. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's all I have to say on that. I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, if I, my, my encouragement to you is to, you know, reach out to someone this week, um, encourage them, you know, be their friend. And if you get the opportunity, before it gets too cold, sleep outside. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're hitting frost tonight. So, wah, wah. I think we've missed our window in Georgia. Well, we're kind of wimpy, too. No, I'm not going to go out. It's going to like 30 degrees. I mean, the whole You? World. You are like the worst. You're going to sleep outside in 30 degrees. No, no. I'm just saying, let's just admit we're wimps. Because the whole world does still camp through the winter. Oh, like in the fall, winter. Yeah, we're wimps. <laughs> Forget that. We're we're outdoorsy in the fact that we're like farmy outdoorsy. It's seventy two and sunny. We're outdoorsy. We're, yeah, I mean we're outdoorsy in like what when we need to be like farm stuff, garden stuff. But I ain't camping outside for overnight in this weather. That's right. Maybe we need it. We need it. You know what? Maybe we should just branch out. I'm ready. Get Do something different. Bags. I don't even have a sleeping. Get bag. on the trampoline. Let's do it. Oh, it's like a camp. Oh, we're safe in there though, right? It's like net. Definitely. Like <laughs> no bears can get through that net. Through the trampoline. We're safe. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we we just carry this on. <clears throat> We've carried this on way too long. All right. Go sleep outside. Be safe and encourage one another. That's it. Love it. See you next time. 